In today's episode of the Semicolon Club podcast, we are talking with Dr. Joanne Rossman about colon cancer screening. We will be discussing who needs to be screened, why it's important to be screened, what are the advancements in the PrEP process, and did you ever wonder why the recommended screening age for colon cancer has been lowered while other screening ages have been raised? We'll also be talking about safety during the COVID environment and how cancer patients are affected. We will talk about nutrition and practical tips for improving your overall health. Stay tuned. Dr. Rossman, welcome to the podcast today. Could you start off by telling us about colon cancer screening and who needs to be screened? Those people who have been diagnosed or have a risk factor, such as obesity or heavy red meat diets, yes, trying to prevent from being one of those people that has to get chemotherapy yes. just to stay alive, yes. trying to avoid that terrible moment, Mm -hmm. is if you go and get whatever screening method your doctor recommends. Yes. I hate to say it. I know colonoscopy is not the number one birthday activity. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It is not something that people sign up for and say, yay. Right. And it's not the colonoscopy. Yes. It's the prep. That's right. That's right. And so if everyone would remember, all you need is a clean colon. Yes. So the prep doesn't have to be as horrible as it has been in the past. That's right. Totally new ways to do this without being, how do I put it, drowned. Yes. And sitting on the commode for eight hours. Right. Trying to make a hemorrhoid in order to have your colonoscopy so they have right. something to find. Right. <laughs> so there's too many ways, but a colonoscopy saves lives. Yes. And it's the only test, the only one that I know of, that the actual people that say when you're going to get tested and screened. Yeah. It's the only screening tests that I know of that they've actually lowered the age. You're right. You're right. Every other one, PSA, oh, you don't need them no more. It's like, yes. okay, whatever you guys think is fine. Yes. Breast cancer, mammograms, mm-hmm. eh, you don't really right? need them that much. Right. Um, vaginal prep, don't need them that much. Right. Colonoscopy right. is the only one the only one that they have gone and reduced the age. You're right. That's that's a great point because you're right. You go into your OBGYN and, you know, they'll tell you, oh, well, we're only doing this screening every uh, three years. Right. And right. we're only, you know, yes, mammograms you used to, um, you know, some folks would get their baseline and even start getting them in their late 30s. And, yes, you hear now, oh, well, under certain circumstances, you don't need, you know, you don't start as early. Or, right. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a great point there. Um, 
And is, that's a testament yeah. to how important the screening yes. test is. The reason why the other screening tests have fallen is because PSA was so sensitive. We were catching people who probably weren't going to have that big of a problem. But yes. we did catch a lot of really bad ones. Yes. So yes. statistics told us, well, don't do it as often because you're going to catch a bunch of people that you don't need to catch. Right. Except right. for when you're that one person. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then mammograms the same. It's not that it's not that fantastic of a test. But to date, uh, we have not found a test that's better than a colonoscopy. That's true. That's true. We have stool blood cards. They're yeah. great. We have that testing for DNA in the stool. That's great. We've had those air contrast CT scan trying yes. to be the same as a, not one has replaced a colonoscopy. Not one. That, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's a great point. And, and people, I know no one wants to have one, right? but, <laughs> but, and no one wants to have their teeth cleaned. No, exactly. And it's you know, so much easier for people to walk around with a, a bad colon than it is for them to walk around with bad teeth. Because when you smile, you see. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that, it, what a great, you know, I, I don't think any of us like, I mean, there, there's always that moment where you're like, I've got to go to that doctor's appointment or that one. And the, the feeling is, or at least maybe, and maybe it's just me. But a lot of times the feeling is, well, I'm not having any problems. I can just put that off. I, right. And I mean, you're right. I, I'll do that with the dentist or, you know, something, something that's going to take 30 minutes of, of my day. How much more people can put yeah. off that, that colonoscopy. So, um, so, and, and too, in this environment, Joanne, um, I feel like I'm hearing lots of people uh, because of the pandemic, you know, situation that we're in, people don't want to get anywhere near a hospital or a facility. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no one wants to go near one because they won't let them in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a test and do, you know, do all these things. Exactly. What, what would you, I mean, just, just as a practitioner, I mean, what would you say, um, as far as safety measures and and screening, you know, how how safe are uh, the facilities when it comes to screening? When it comes to colonoscopy screening, bronchoscopy, all of these tests that are done in a surgical center, mm -hmm. every person in that surgical center has been tested, right, and has been screened and has no evidence and it's the cleanest place you can be right the problem goes when you are um thinking about going out shopping or yes. <laughs> are you telling me that it's safer to get a colonoscopy it than to is. go to walmart <laughs> it is much safer to go to get a colonoscopy than it has ever well walmart anywhere where people are going and yes. shopping and hanging out and yes. you don't know anything about those people no <laughs> all of the people that are working in the clinics and the hospitals they're being tested yes they're being monitored That's and they right. are are 
screened up and gowned up. I mean, there's nurses in the ICU mm-hmm. that are dealing with COVID people every day. Right. And they are wearing the equipment to prevent themselves from getting infected. And yes. it's working. Yes. And then they're not going into the GY, GYN clinics. They're not going in to do the colonoscopy. That's they're right. The col- they're over there in the COVID place. They That's don't right. get to leave. That, you're right. They are dedicated to that place. Exactly. They don't care. So yes. The colonoscopy, they stopped having elective procedures for the yes. reason that they didn't want to have a bunch of things found and then people be put in the hospital to take up space in the hospital. It wasn't that the people who were going to get screened for colon cancer were going to come in contact with anyone who had COVID. Yes, that's such, you know, that's such a great explanation that, you know, I don't think a lot of folks understand Uh, the reasoning behind some of the decisions. And, you know, there's obviously there's going to be folks listening to this podcast who are not just here in Alabama where we're located and every state, you know, has had, has gone through different procedures, but, but thank you for explaining. Uh, I I think there, there was definitely a thought process here when we had, when we closed down elective procedures that it was because, oh my goodness, if I go get the procedure, I will get the virus. And thank you for explaining the the thought process, because I think that's something that's, you know, is good for us to be able to educate folks around us, you know, keeping that contact with your physician. If your physician thinks that you're extremely high risk for COVID and you're extremely low risk as far as your where you are in your screening um, journey, then your physician is going to say, I'd feel better for you to wait six months. But I don't think, you know, those those situations, would you say those are probably the exception rather than the rule? A very big exception, yes. So most of the doctors, if you need your screening, would rather have you on schedule with your screening, especially when you have a bunch of people who are canceling their appointments because they're afraid to come out. Yes. And then the backlog afterwards. Yes. So if your doctor says you are a good candidate right now to be screened, then this is an opportune time. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to wait. <laughs> you're not going to wait for hours. <laughs> this is an opportune time to get it done. Yes. This is the best opportunity. This is not to be wasted. How does this compare to what we already have to ask our cancer patients to do. I I don't think people understand that a lot of our cancer patients already live in this, um, you know, sort of a bubble world, we'll say, where they have to take these precautions. How how would you liken those two things, I guess, being different for cancer patients right now? So right now, cancer patients, whether they have been diagnosed or on treatment, treatment or are completely clear basically all the same so everybody has to be in the same boat of if I go out and I have contact with a bunch of people and I don't know those people 
I'm running the risk of catching a virus. Yes. The people who have higher risk for having a problem with the virus. Yes. Are not number one cancer patients. Cancer is not the number one problem which causes you to become very ill with COVID. It's your ability to fight off a virus. And that is some people get colds all the time. Mm -hmm. They're always catching them. And you know who they are. You (laughs) You know if you are one. That's right. And if you are someone who tends to catch a virus, then it's either your environment that you're in. Or you are just much more susceptible to infections. Yeah. Those tend to have problems. Yeah. The number one factor that gets people in trouble with COVID or coronavirus causing them to be admitted to a hospital Mm -hmm. is exposure intensity. So someone who was coded in it, like Uh a health professional. Yes. Or someone who, one of my patients did a Bible study mm-hmm. and apparently was really invested and mm-hmm. people hug and oh. love on each other. <laughs> yes. And that can get you into the hospital and on oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. That is not the way you get onto the ventilator. Gotcha. Most people who end up on a ventilator are people who are obese and that is the number one association so the the morbidity and mortality of covid everyone's focused on age but when you look at the people who end up on the ventilators they are either very old and debilitated like nursing home patients because there's a reason why they're in a nursing home and need 24 hours 24-hour care. Yes. Or they're morbidly obese, and so their immune system is different. Gotcha. And they end up having significant difficulties with it. There are some outliers, and and I don't know what the health problems of the people that they've had on TV or whatever saying that was a thin person. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's outliers, but most... On general speaking, the most common cause someone with COVID infection ended up on a ventilator is obesity. And we're finding that obesity again and again and again is the major problem with colon cancer. Yes. Major problem with breast cancer. Yes. Major problem with health care in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. And the reason why we have such trouble in ours is because we don't take responsibility for ourselves and we have so much obesity. What would you say to those folks who really want to make, you know, want to make a change? What are the, what are just a a handful of things that they can do to start moving in the right direction? You know, you you always hear you didn't gain the weight overnight. You're not going to lose the weight overnight, but what can they do to, improve you know their situation where they sit right now the number one way to get yourself to be less obese is to change your eating habit 
Yes. And most people who are obese do not know what they eat. So the number one Mm -hmm. way that people have tried to lose weight, and it started back in the day with Weight Watchers. Yes. Every single weight loss clinic, every single weight loss online. Yes. Every app is a food journal. Every single one. Yes. Not, Not one of them skips it. You're right. You're so right. I mean, that's a great, great point. Nobody knows what they're eating. They they don't. don't, They have no idea what it is. Yes. And so writing down what you eat is the number one way to figure out what you can change. And for those that don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. the easier way out is when you know that you are at risk, because yes. I do this too, everybody does it. It's mm-hmm. not just obese people. Everybody does it. Yes. That you at night go, you know, I've had a hard day. I just want blank. Yes. <laughs> and that turns into blank and blank and yes. blank. <laughs> Hot fudge on top of the ice cream and the brownies. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So in the event that you have that moment, you find something that has a lot of fiber. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay. And the the hardest one to do is an apple. Okay. Because an apple has good fiber in it. Right. It therefore is protective against colon cancer. Yes. And it fills you up, whereas, and it releases the sugar slowly into your system. Mm-hmm. The other stuff releases the sugar quickly into your system. Right. And you get the sugar high and you yeah. want more. <laughs> yes, that is, I mean, that is so, so true. Because <laughs> everybody in the world is an addict for sugar. If they've had yes. it, they want yes. it. That's right. That's right. No, I, it's but so easy because... to go and get something and not yes. have a clue as to what it is or how many calories or yes. did they use my favorite ingredient, butter, or yes. did they use olive oil? <laughs> yes. It, it doesn't matter when you're going out. You're no. You're going to eat it. I don't care what they brought the fries in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today for the Semi Colon Club podcast. See you next time.